intro. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 46 of the Valkyrie Wait, 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 wait. Let's restart. I'm going to give you some intro music. You ready for this? All right. Okay, I'm ready for the intro All music. All right. Oh, but you gotta talk too. Like I'm gonna like I'm gonna like underscore. Welcome back everybody to podcast about movies, TV, and video games. I'm your host Matt. Joining me as always, your beatbox master, Tommy. Like another. Okay, maybe not master. Maybe just beatbox. <laughs> maybe just sound machine. Uh, I prefer beatbox extraordinaire. Thank you. Living Thank you jukebox. Which is I'll, what, take, I'll take that one. What Shelby calls me because I'm always humming or singing something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got an excited ep- episode for you guys that we've been meaning to do for a while. Um, we're just gonna stop making up excuses and just say sorry that we're not consistent, but we're gonna get better. Hey guys, maybe. we suck and get used to it. I make Life's no excuses. There is a bit of news that happened recently, not so recently, this has actually been out a while that we haven't talked about, that Tommy doesn't know I'm gonna bring up, and that is, let's talk for a minute about the fact that the Master Chief Collection is coming to PC. How oh, do I, you feel about the fact? Did you know about this? I did. I am okay, so freaking sure. excited. I am also excited. Here's what I'm excited about. One, I love Halo. And the last time we tried to play the Master Chief Collection all together so on the Xbox, it was horrible. It was so bad. It was like th- four years into the release, and it was still unplayable. It was so bad. Even the multiplayer, like we didn't even attempt mul- like or even the story, like we didn't yeah. even attempt the multiplayer. We yeah, were just trying to play campaigns. through campaigns, and it was horrible. So <sighs> they're coming out with the Master Chief Collection on PC. But here's what I like about it. I think, being I, think, smart. I think we're the I think we're I think we got the same I think we got the same we they're rolling out it, they aren't rolling it all out at once they're going in chronological order so the first game that will come out will actually be Halo Reach with ba, Halo ba, Reach's ba. multiplayer dude that's what I'm which, stoked about which I freaking love I'm Halo not even Reach. gonna buy the others I am literally just gonna buy Reach and well I mean what you Rebecca buy, doesn't know all the other well, ones eventually. I mean I don't care about the others but what Rebecca doesn't know is I'm trying to build her a gaming PC so that awesome. way, when that junk comes out, we can go. Uh-huh. Well, for me, Halo Reach was the one that came out my freshman year of college, and I played a ton of. I loved Halo Reach. It was the last one that Bungie did, and for a lot of like, what's weird is when it was out, I remember it, like a lot of people not liking it because they were comparing it to Halo Three. But now that it's been out so long, apparently, everybody freaking loves it now. I always like, loved it because I did too. Halo, like, I liked Halo 3. Halo 3 was great. Halo 3 is what got me back into, like, online gaming because my roommates. But in this day and age, you can't not run. I'm sorry. I cannot play a game where I, like, I cannot play first-person shooter that I can't run unless it's, like, old school um, CSGO And that was the one where they introduced the, the, uh, the, like, armor abilities, and one of them was Sprint, and I think that was the one I exclusively used. Yeah, same here. Because it was, like, Sprint and the Jetpack were the most useful. the Jetpack. I forgot about the Jetpack. (laughs) So we're very excited, but let me say this. The thing I'm most excited for, Tommy... And I'm like 99% sure you were on the night that this happened. Do you remember playing that game mode with the Warthogs and the Gravity Hammers? Yes, and it was just the funnel. And basically, yes. it's, it was a it was a zombie mod where yep. you started out in the Warthogs and you come down this tunnel, 
and basically whoever's a zombie has a grav hammer and you're just taking blind swings and if you can blow up somebody's warthog they join you as a zombie and it's just this endless funnel and it was yes. amazing and then because down at well, well the thing was one that that in itself sounds hilarious and fun but there was also at the bottom of the hill of the tunnel there was teleporters that teleported you back oh, yeah, to the yeah. top and the gravity was set to like really low gravity or really high i don't remember so what you, it was, you know, it was but low basically because you just bounce everywhere yeah, so you bounce everywhere, and every time you went through a teleporter, you just got more and more momentum to the point that you were just like going a billion miles an hour, and the people down at the bottom with the gravity hammers are desperately just swinging the hammers trying to kill things. It was one of the funnest things anyone has created in a video game I've ever played. And I've and only Halo, ever gotten to play that one time, and yes. I have yearned for it ever so, since. So when Halo 4 came out, because Halo 4 had Forge 2, or whatever their, whatever it was called for that, because I think Forge World was what it was in yeah. Reach, um, we tried recreating it, but because it was the first one that 343 had done, and it was the first one on like the new generation of consoles, like the physics were different. So like it never worked. Yeah, it so, just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. It didn't work the same. So I'm most excited. I've already talked to Drew about it. I'm most excited to try and find or recreate that game mode. And if we do, we're 100% making a video about it because it will be hilarious. And that's the main reason I really wanted to bring up because we hadn't talked about it yet. And I was hoping you had remembered that. Oh, man, I have not. I literally have not forgotten about that night. And every time I got on Reach, I just had this, like, small yearning. Like, I'm sure a, it's, it's, a, it's a tiny addiction. It's just like, yes. can we do this? Can we do this? Can we can we find a way? We just, we'll find the person who's got it. And we'll just, we just need a little bit. I just need a little, I just need a little bit. <laughs> Uh, so yes, and, and also since it's coming out on PC, I never played Halo really on the PC. I know it started on the PC, but now that I play games on the PC more, I'm actually super excited because I always liked Halo. So I'm I'm looking forward to experiencing that. On, the irony um, will the be PC. that almost all of us will still plug our Xbox controllers into our PCs when we play Halo. Mm, yeah, that's true. I want to say that I won't do that, but like, but we all know we will because how else are we gonna find the daggum grenade button? <laughs> oh gosh is it not g i don't Can't know probably is i'm gonna map it to g <laughs> <laughs> that makes the most sense so yeah halo 3 or halo master chief collection coming to the pc this is not new news but we haven't talked about it so i wanted to bring it up so now let's get into our main topic and this episode is going to probably be titled the battle of the captain marvels because we are combining and we are going to talk about marvel's captain marvel and DC's Captain Marvel, which is actually being called Shazam. And Tommy, would you like me to explain to the audience what I explained to you the other day about the naming convention? I would, because I think there are a lot of people like me who had heard these inklings that there's something fishy about the name and yes. his dealings. And somebody had tried to explain it to me, but they kind of messed up. And so, yeah, you do a great job. And I think uh, I think everyone would benefit from uh from you giving them the same spiel. Okay. Well, let's see. I, I will explain this to the best of my knowledge. So this is the, the naming thing with Captain Marvel, because here's the thing. Both Captain Marvel and Shazam are both named Captain Marvel, and this is where it gets confusing. So back in the 50s, I believe, was... Maybe even... No, it was probably the 50s. Uh, back in the like golden age of comics, there was a comic company called Fawcett Comics that created Captain Marvel, 
which we know as Shazam. Billy Batson saying Shazam turning into Captain Marvel. Uh, back in the day, DC basically sued them for copyright against because it was basically Superman. And back in the day when there wasn't a lot of superheroes, they, they basically won. Fawcett Comics kind of were just like, okay, yeah, we're not going to keep trying this. So DC acquired all of the assets of Fawcett Comics, um, including Captain Marvel. But DC didn't do anything with the character Captain Marvel for a long time. In that time, I believe in the 70s, maybe late 60s, Marvel Comics created the original Captain Marvel. Marvel trademarked Captain Marvel. So later on, when DC decided to bring Cap- their Captain Marvel, aka Shazam, into back into you know their stories and stuff, they legally couldn't use the title Captain Marvel. And so, from my understanding, because it's a trademark, they can't use the name for their comics of Captain Marvel. But in the in the DC universe, Shazam is still Captain Marvel. They can call him Captain Marvel in the stories as much as they want. It doesn't mess with the trademark, but they can't call their books Captain Marvel. So that's why they started calling them Shazam or the Adventures of Billy Batson or whatever the different things they would be called. So nowadays it's just easier. Most people know him as Shazam, but he actually is Captain Marvel in the DC universe. And I think with the New 52, most of everybody refers to him as Shazam. Um, but he can't really call himself that because, you know, that's kind of the name he uses to turn into Captain Marvel. Um, but yeah, so that's the story of the Captain Marvels, Marvel Captain Marvel and DC's Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam. For simplicity's sake, we will refer to DC's Captain Marvel as Shazam from here on out because that's what everybody really knows him by. And also it's going to keep us from getting really, really confused, if that makes sense. Did yes. a good job, Tommy. You did. You did. Okay, so let's get let's get in talking about these movies. Um, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> well, let's start. Let's start? let's start with which one dropped first because MCU's okay. Captain Marvel was technically the first to hit theaters, so I think that's where we should begin because also I feel like that's the lesser of the two good movies. Yes, I uh, will, spoiler alert, agree with you on that. Um, So let's talk about Captain Marvel, Marvel's Captain Marvel. Uh, Let's just start by looking at the box office mojo, how they did in the box office. Captain Marvel's been out a lot longer. I think it's even still in in the movies, so it's going to have higher numbers. Theaters, yeah, that's what I meant. It's still on the viewing screens. Still on the silver screen. Um, Captain Marvel, as of right, April 21st, uh, has made a total of $400 million in the box office, which is impressive, to say the least. I think that's those are pretty good numbers. I don't know what their budget was, um, but that's, that's pretty good. And uh, we'll get to Shazam's numbers later. But let's also... I don't really like Rotten Tomatoes, to be honest, but... Um, I, I mean, most they're people... kind of gross. I mean, I don't know who eats <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry, guys. I'm full of bad puns. Ha. Uh, <laughs> um, Captain Marvel's <laughs> Rotten Tomato score as of right now is 78 for the you know actual reviews and a score of 56 from the audience. So not the greatest audience score, but you know a decent, a pretty good uh, you know official score. You know that's good. That's that's a passing grade. That's good. Um, there's also eight. 81,000 user reviews on this, 
which is seems like a lot because Shazam's only got eight thousand. So wow, there's there, but there was a lot of controversy with this movie even before it came out, which I don't think necessarily think it deserved. Like Brie Larson said a lot of different stuff that people took as like being really offensive and super feminist and all that, and like. I don't think that's good enough for you not to go and enjoy a movie. And I know before the movie came out, like it already was getting bad reviews and like to the point where Rotten Tomatoes was taking off bad reviews, which they got a lot of flack for, but the movie hadn't even come out yet. So, I mean, they weren't really in the wrong, in my opinion, to do that. But by them doing that, I've kind of, they, I think they probably shot themselves in the foot because, you know, all the trolls on the Internet were like, oh, Rotten Tomatoes are taking away bad scores. Well, once it comes out, I'm going to write a ton of bad reviews and stuff, So, which is one of the reasons I don't really like um, reviews, websites and stuff, to be honest. Yeah. I don't feel like... I don't feel like they're always super accurate. This well, is what I do. In the age of the internet where people can buy positive and negative reviews, I, I think Ooh. it's just hard to take things. That's true. You, know, you have to take it all with a grain of salt. No, I'd agree with that. This is what I do when it comes to movies and stuff that I'm not 100% sure about. I try to find someone on like YouTube or something or somewhere who seems to have similar interests and or opinions of mine. And when I'm not sure about a movie, I'll just go see what they think. And like, I've got a few of that that like I mostly 100% agree with. So I'm a fu- if I'm on the fence, or even if I'm not on the fence, I like to just go see what they think. Or Maybe you, you can want to hear the. I mean, or you can find someone with the opposite views. Because that's true. Bob's wife is dope, but her and I have both learned while we love the same foods, we hate the same movies. Or no, I'm sorry, oh. uh, we hate the movies that the other one loves. And so, literally, if if I love the movie, she knows she's gonna hate it, and if she hates the movie, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna love it. So, wow. you know, it works both ways. Gotcha. So she she hated a quiet place, but she loved, uh, you know, Iron Man three. Well, I don't know if anybody admits <laughs> to loving Iron Man three. I actually enjoyed it. I actually, I'm one of the few people in the world that I actually liked Iron Man three. Ah, it's grown on me since then. It's better than Iron Man 2. But we're not here to talk oh, about gosh, Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. We're talking about Captain Marvel. So let's let's you know, let's ignore it's been long enough. We don't really need to talk about all the controversy and stuff, because the movie's been out long enough. Let's talk about what we thought of the movie. So Tommy, what were your initial impressions of Marvel's Captain Marvel? Alright, so initial impressions walking out of the theater doors leaving, that was one of my favorite MCU films. Really? Well, I mean that. Uh, the more I think about the film, the less I like it. Ah, uh, uh, there we go. But I, I, I want to say what I really did like about this film, and I felt like especially at the beginning, they really, uh, the directors did a great job at doing something different. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out the spoiler warning here. Yeah, let's, the both of these yeah. have been out long enough. We're not. We're we're gonna spoil it. Just accept yeah, it. Yeah, just. But the moment where, um, man, it's been so long, and I've pretty much forgotten most of this movie. I'm about to mess some stuff up here. But basically, when she's in the memory machine and they're like, going through yeah. and trying to find, like, I, I thought that the technique techniques that they used there, were, um, out of the box for an MCU film. And mm-hmm. I really liked it. I thought it was different. And I thought it played very well to the indie side of these directors. 
And I love the uh, the fight sequence on the train. Yes, that was a pretty good. St- I really liked. If we're gonna talk about positives first, I really liked the uh, that whole sequence in the ship when her hands are kind of bound. Yes, I thought I thought that was a pretty clever you know sequence or whatnot. Um, other things I liked. I mean, I liked uh, seeing you know Nick young Nick Fury on uh, Samuel Agreed. L. Jackson like. Agreed. That was one of my favorite parts. Like I thought the I thought the de aging they did on him was fantastic. Yeah, it was way better than that X Men movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. Uh, I, I I thought it looked good. Um, it definitely looked better on him than it did on Phil Coulson's character. Yeah, um, which I mean, Phil Coulson's wasn't he wasn't in bad. it more. No, it wasn't bad, but it was more obvious that he was de aged while. Samuel Jackson's character, like it, it. I instantly was like, "Oh yeah, he's a lot. He looks a lot younger." It's. It, I'd see pictures of him now and realize that he's like in his like seventies or eighties. And like, oh yeah, I mean, crap. he is not. Um, he's not a young man anymore. He's spry. No, I heard. Well, I heard somebody say that the the point where the de aging falls apart is the point when Samuel like Jack when he had to do like any action or movement and he looked oh, like sure. a, young, a young guy, like an old guy moving around. Like, and and I agree with that because like he, I mean, he couldn't do much. Wow, he's, he's, he's not a seventy-one. I knew he was in his like seventies. Wow. That's wild. Um, so I really like that. Um, uh, other positives. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a short um, list, Matthew. Okay, no, no, no. Here we go. Here we go. I got another positive. I really liked, and I can see where a lot of fanboys probably hated this, but I really liked the twist that the scrolls were actually good guys. Um, I did too. It was a little predictable, but I still I still liked it. What I didn't see, like, like was the I didn't like the reverse though. I didn't like that the Cree I, mean, I don't know. I liked that the the scrolls were the good guys, but I I thought the Cree were just crappy bad guys. Yeah, well, no, I think the Kree weren't that great of bad guys. But, like, for me, the what I know about the scrolls in the comics are they're bad. Like, I'm sure there's probably stories with good scrolls, but, like, everything I knew going into Captain Marvel and when Captain Marvel first talked about the scrolls was, like, all the theories of, like, oh, the scrolls are real bad dudes. Like, who in the MC, MCU might be revealed to be a scroll and, like, infiltrate? It's going to be, like, Hydra taking over all over, all over again because they're just really, they're, like, one of the worst villains in the in the comics and stuff so for me you know going in with those expectations it was surprising to me like if i it, it, through any other lens it probably was real obvious but to me it completely it kind of came out of nowhere and i was just like oh oh that's fun i like that twist i think that's a good and it doesn't mean they can't bring them back to be bad guys because i mean there's other scrolls out there but i just thought that was a really fun you know twist and how the majority of the movie we're with Carol and understanding that, you know, they're the bad guys. They're just the ultimate bad guys. We don't really know why. They're just always been a war and they're the bad guys. And, you know, it's a, it's a story that's been told many times that, you know, there's a war going on that you don't really know why there's a war, but you just hate these people to hate them. But what happens if, you know, there's an actual reason to like not hate them or whatnot. So I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was really, really good. So that was that was a positive I enjoyed. Trying yeah. to think of yeah. other positives. <laughs> it has been a while since we've seen this. It has I will been say this: a while. my viewing also was completely ruined. 
Um, yeah, because you got, you got the bad theater it, experience this time. I went to the movies and the, the the projector just cut out twice, like in the middle of the movie. Audios kept going, but the projector cut out, and the projector cut out right at the beginning of the ending climax, like all the fighting and stuff. Like prime example, the cat. I have no idea. You, you like I know because I've looked it up. The flurkin or whatever it is. I don't know what it looks like. I still don't know what it looks like. I know it's got <laughs> tentacles that come in as ma- out of its mouth. I know it ate the Tesseract, but like that entire like three or four minutes I didn't get to see in the movies. And then it cut out again at the end, at like at the very end when uh, Captain Marvel, when Carol and Nick Fury are talking and then whatever leads to the ending where the ship flies away, I didn't get to see any of that. So my experience was kind of ruined, which may have put a bad taste in my mouth for this movie, but I'll be honest, it wasn't really my favorite until even up to that, so I don't think I ruined it that much. But there were things I liked. Like, I liked I liked Young Nick Fury. I liked the buddy cop vibe. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked the scrolls being the good guy just because co- coming from comics, I knew that they were real bad guys. So, um, But yeah, th- those things I liked. Do you have any other positives, Tommy? I, I just, overall... I really like the tone of the film. The directors really took a big, um, uh, uh, I don't know the proper way to to put this right now. It was an homage to the French connection and, uh, not that, I don't know. I like Mm -hmm. the perspective of these young indie directors. I think they did a great job with what they had. I think things kind of fell apart towards the end for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just didn't really care for what happened after the climax. Um, I thought some of the punchlines were just <sighs> that final <laughs> fight between her and what's his face, um, Jude Law's character. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I don't. He's, he's I, a forgettable name. It was Yon Rock. Yon Rock. I think yeah. it was Yon Rock or something. Uh, yeah, Yon uh, Rock. Um, I don't know. I I know that. They tried to make it going out the same way that they introduced the two characters, but the whole, like, I don't know. they That dragged on for way too long. Obnoxiously yeah. long. Yeah. So let's we'll, we'll use that to transition into things we didn't really care for. And let, let me just say, I, I didn't really, I, I like, Oh, I guess I should comment. I also really like the vibe. I like the directing of the movie. I liked a lot of the style of the movie. Um, I thought the setting, I thought it being in the 90s was fun, although I do think the soundtrack choice was trying way too hard to tell you that it was in the 90s, you know? <laughs> like, it was, this was no subtle James Gunn-like music. This was, or, or anything, or Edgar Wright music. This was like, hey, don't forget, hey, did you remember we're in the 90s? Let's play some Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, eh. You're not oh, wrong. I did love the whole dropping into Blockbuster, though. That that was good. Those those moments were real good. Um, but see, I had a lot of moments in this movie wanting to like Carol Danvers and wanting to like what they were, how they were writing it, and how what the character was. But it never connected with me, and I don't know if it was just the way that that Brie Larson, you know did it like and i'm not saying she's a bad actress like i enjoyed some other movies she's been in but for me some of her lines and stuff i was just like i i I can see what they're doing with this character and i i kind of like it but it's just it's not connecting with me and i'm not really digging it or into it 
And that bummed me out a little bit because like I wanted to like it. I wanted it to go in because knowing that people were just kind of whatever about it, I wanted to go in and be like, yeah, it's another, you know, female led superhero movie like Wonder Woman. And it's going to be just like amazing and all that because and, and I just was kind of like, yeah, she, she was it was fine. She was she was that, you know, I liked I, I she was spunky. She kind of had a like Maverick vibe, which I think was what they were going for. But like it just never really. It never really connected. It never really sunk in for me that the way that she was acting it out or whatnot. And maybe that's, and somebody told me, look at like the original Thor movie and look at how Thor's character changed from then. And it makes me go, oh, well maybe, you know, maybe I'll really like her in Endgame after she's kind of settled into a role. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen because uh, they filmed Endgame before they filmed this, so her first time as Captain Marvel <laughs> wasn't Endgame. So, well, if my... it's better, it means she got worse. So, <laughs> oh gosh, uh, yeah. You know, my thought is too. She's supposed to play her character the whole time as somebody who's confused about their past, and uh, I think the Born trilogy did it better. Yeah, I mean, she just she never she never convinced me in this idea that she didn't know who she was. Yeah, no, the whole fish out of water thing they were trying to do, which is another story that's been done a billion times, but like it never really felt like she was that much of a fish out of water. Like, yeah, she felt and maybe she they were very comfortable in her own skin. Um, yeah, it just it I don't know nothing really seemed out of place. Yeah, it looked like she was discovering powers along the way. Mm-hmm. But so did Goku. <laughs> <laughs> good reference. Good reference. Speaking of powers, I, I, I don't. I know that they were like she's the most powerful character in the MCU. But like, she gets she removes the like dampener or whatever they put on her to repress her powers, and suddenly she goes Super Saiyan and has like full control and just like takes out an entire armada. And it was cool. I mean, it wasn't. Honestly, that sequence wasn't that cool to me. It was but okay. Like, I just didn't buy it. I was like, wow, you just suddenly have full control and know how to do all this. And Yeah, I, she kind of went OP super fast. She did. And I didn't, like, I don't know. I, I like, I like, and we'll, re- like, for, jumping ahead to Shazam, I like the, the, I got these powers out of nowhere and they're weird and I don't really know how to use them and I kind of have to figure it out in the moment. But her, it just seemed like, and maybe it's because she's a soldier and she's kind of had the powers a little bit, but like she just seemed like in full control and instantly was able to just be like, ah, an armada, I got this, no big deal. And I just, I didn't really buy that. Yeah, her powers never felt like a weakness or there was times in Shazam where I'd almost feel like his inability to recognize his own powers could become a weak like or at least a hindrance. yeah or even just dangerous like yeah you know, there's moments of shazam i was like he could kill somebody in a minute and yeah like i never buy that i feel on accident and he yeah. almost did he almost killed a bus <laughs> he, full almost of people. Does. he almost he almost killed that dude he chunks across the park like <laughs> oh my god but you, something else i'm just remembering that like and, and it wasn't really for her character it was more for like okay so like one of the big plot points with her and yon rock was and it was very beginning and all the way to the end was him being like you've got to control your emotions and i was like she's not a very emotional person she's pretty in control like the only thing that she's 
she she does what she wants. She's like doesn't follow orders. That doesn't mean she's emotional. That just means she does what she wants. Like she was never an emotional person. She was always very con- all together, controlling, like pretty pretty typical soldier stuff. And I all the way until the very end when he's like, "Yes, you finally got it." Blah 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 blah. And I was just like, I never I never bought that for a minute, and I never understood why that was like a big thing with him and her relationship of her him trying to get her to like control her emotions and whatnot and i was like she's she's not that emotional like at all like she never even really got that angry i think it's a once. sexist comment now that i think about it he was just typecasting her because she's a woman and assumed she'd be you emotional think? i don't know I mean, maybe that's what they were going for and of just him trying to egg her on about being a woman and being emotional because it's mean, like stereotypical that that makes me that i can buy that a little more of being like that i can see him just trying to be like egg her on and stuff like that but that's not how i read into it no no i was more just making comments because i don't think that's how it was supposed to come across but that's the only way i can rationalize saying that like i can rationalize that i I get that that makes me feel a little bit better thinking about that way but i'm with you i I don't i don't really think that's what they were going for and i don't know there was just it it was enjoyable but like i i hadn't like my experience got ruined and if it if if my experience had got ruined in shazam or in another movie that i've enjoyed this year i would have used the free tickets that i got because of it to go back and watch it again and we came out of it and i was like well we're not using these tickets to go see captain marvel again so yeah i just it was it was fine and i'm willing to give it another shot when when it comes out on like netflix or blu-ray or whatnot I'll, i'll watch it again because there's other movies like this that on second viewing i enjoyed a whole i i didn't really care for dr strange the first time i saw it but the second time i watched it i was like i take it back this is a really good movie and i really enjoy it i actually liked dr strange that was a good one i do too but the first time i watched it like everybody i knew were just going on and on about how it was like as good as the original iron man or better and i was just like it it was it was fine but watching again like i was like oh no no this is there's this has got a lot of really cool stuff in it and maybe that'll happen with captain marvel but for right now, it was kind of a forgettable movie with, and uh, I guess another thing I should clarify too, I, I'm not a big fan of the character Captain Marvel, specifically Carol Danvers. And I know it's probably my fault because the only comics I've read with her in it, I hated her character. Like the few Marvel, recent Marvel comics I read, like I really disliked how they portrayed her character. And it's probably weren't the best stories. I should probably actually look up what are like the best Carol Danvers Captain Marvel story and give her, give her character a shot for the comics. But I also kind of went in this movie, not really that excited about it. Just kind of seeing it because, you know, I wanted to see it and kind of came out going, yeah, that's, that's about exactly what I thought it was going to be. So. Oh, I get that. Is there any, anything else we want to touch on Captain Marvel? I feel like, no, I think I like we should talk stuff, about but... the. Uh, I, I think we should just go to Shazam because honestly, at this point, I don't even remember half of Captain Marvel. I remember a lot of the big stuff, but nothing to me oh, was really noteworthy. I I thought of something else that I absolutely hated. Okay, one, you mentioned it earlier, but some of the humor just never landed for me. Oh. Like the whole them 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 going to space and them like asking the scroll what all he could turn into. It's like can you turn into a cabinet or whatnot? And he's like, why would I do that? I was just like, this isn't that funny, guys. I don't really mm. understand what what's going on with this banner. Um but the other thing I hated in this movie was 
two things that I link them together. One, the thing I hate more, freaking Tony, freaking not Tony Stark, oh, freaking Nick Fury, <laughs> losing his eye to the <laughs> cat. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> that was so freaking dumb. I hated that. Like, there's so many move moments in the MCU where Nick Fury references his eye and like the story behind how he lost his eye, and it always sounds like it's an epic story. And he lost his eye because of a cat. That is so dumb to me, and I hated that. I almost like, kind of ch- like the joke because to me, that's the epitome of Marvel. Like, hey, let's build something. Ah, it's a throwaway. <laughs> well, see, it, that's that's what I think. That's why I hate it even more. Is like it 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 summarizes the stuff you talk about that you hate about Marvel. The they'll sacrifice a serious moment or an epic thing for a joke. Yeah, and that's exactly what that was to me, and I just was like, "That is so dumb." And then the other thing was at the end when he names the Avengers Initiative after her call sign, and I was just like, "We." Yeah. I literally came out of the movie and looked at my friend and was like, "Didn't you always want to know where the name Avengers came from?" Yeah, me neither. I didn't care, and now I just feel like it's kind of weird. Like, so yeah, is she gonna like show they up wanted- and they're gonna. <laughs> is she gonna show up in Avengers and they're like we're the Avengers and she's like oh cool that's my that was my call sign hmm. Weird. yeah I, I to me that was like they were trying to answer questions that nobody's asking and give purpose to things that nobody cared about exactly I, 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 don't, I don't it was not it wasn't necessary you don't it, it, that feels like bad filmmaking like that that just feels yeah. like bad writing and bad filmmaking to 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 put to put that in what what is there's like some rule there's like a film rule where you only put things in the movie that are necessary for it. Like details like that are only put in if they serve a purpose. And I feel like that served no purpose. It so. didn't. It did nothing to further the story. And I'll say too, uh, this is this is the last note I'll have on Captain Marvel. We saw it opening weekend with the brand new GTX theater, and it the audio was not properly tuned, and my ears felt like they were going to explode. But the thing that so got you- me the most was Mm -hmm. there's a dead pixel already on that brand new projector and i can see it every time i go there is a blue (sighs) pixel on the right squadron you're gonna look for it every time i go in i'm like it's still there see okay so uh, ignoring the dead pixel because (laughs) that's gonna irk me um you told me that that the audio sounded terrible now it's got better well, I was about to say, I saw Shazam in that theater. We did too. And it was better. And so I told somebody before I went and saw Shazam that because it, it's like a, a, you know, Dolby Atmos, you know, speakers or whatever. I don't know if it's Atmos. but It's, it's like, uh, THX, I think. Okay. So it's THX. So like those, I know for a fact that IMAX and Dolby and all those, they have specific technicians and professionals that have to come in and tune those rooms. Like they are so strict about how oh, those rooms it, get you're tuned. You're right. It is Dolby Atmos. The one at uh, oh, the was one Dolby. Where, the, yeah, sorry. The one at my parents' okay. uh, location is THX. Okay, so my but bad. even Dolby, I know for a fact they have that you. They just Huge don't tune standards. it. They have like specific people who come and tune it. Yeah, I am convinced now that I've saw Shazam in that theater and it sounded real good. That the theater wasn't ready and that they rolled because that was the first movie they showed in that new theater yes they opened it just for uh captain marvel so i'm convinced they opened it too soon and they had not tuned that system yet which, i agree Ooh, i don't even can't even imagine how bad that probably sounded dude it was awful i mean it was like most people wouldn't have noticed but like 
No, your, not your ears even aren't just supposed me. to hurt in a movie. Literally, like the people we went with, they're like, "Oh, my ears feel like they're gonna bleed." It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, when the funny. average viewer can point out that something's wrong. That's no, that's true. That's when you know it's bad. When like an average person is just like, "This is way too loud. Like it's hurting my ears." Like, like you can have sound that's loud, and if it's tuned properly, it doesn't hurt your ears. And that's that's how you can tell a good. Like you go to a concert and it's loud, but like your ears aren't aren't ringing, they aren't hurting. That's because somebody knows what they're doing behind the board. Yeah, and it's the same thing with stuff like that. But and highs will okay. kill you. Oh, highs. Oof. That's, okay, yeah, that's, so yeah. do you want to rate it now, or do you want to rate both at the end? I don't know what I'm going to rate it, because there's a part of me, I want to give one thumb up to the directors, because I think the directors overall did a great job, but I want to give a thumbs down to everything else. I'm just kidding. Just okay. the writing. Um, okay, so so let's do that then. So you, give, you would give a dope to the directing, but yep. you give a nope to the overall movie? Yeah, yeah, I think that's where I stand. Okay, would you like to hear my my review? I would my my rating for the first time ever on the Valkyrie cast. I'm giving it a nope. What? Mark this day. Day It was it was forgettable. My experience was terrible, and I'm not saying that I'll always give it a dope or nope. But like right now. Captain Marvel was a nope for me. It really it was, was just... forgettable, though. Like, I'm actually mad because I walked out and I went, that was really good. I don't remember anything. I freaking hate the Daggum Avengers movie that we're, like, I know we're going to go see Endgame, but I can still remember more except for the title, evidently. I can't Infinity remember. War? Infinity War. I can remember more about freaking Infinity War. And don't that give, was don't give me don't give me that you and Drew double teamed me on that episode because I was being critical about some no, stuff but my, and y'all were talking my, about how much you liked it. My point is, I can remember more on Infinity, Infinity War than I can about Captain Marvel. And when I walked out of the theater, I liked Captain Marvel more than I liked Infinity uh, War. Okay, I give you that. I'll give you that. All right, so let's let's transition. We we've, we've given it our rating. We two two notes. Let's see if DC's Captain Marvel Shazam does any better so some statistics for shazam um it's not been in the in the box office as long but as of right now it has made 120 million which also seems respectable i don't know what the budget the budget the budget for this wasn't super high like i remember somebody talking about how like it was a relatively low budget for a superhero movie of its stature um but that will definitely uh, 100 million 100 million okay so it's already broke even and it's i mean it's been in the theaters for a while but it's it'll be still be in the theaters for a little while longer i think i don't know because um, i don't know what it's like when you saw it, but we went opening weekend and we went to the nice theater and there was maybe 20 people true but i think it's positive reviews which we'll get to in a second will probably help that because I'm sure a lot of people were kind of on the fence because nobody Shazam is like was kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy for a lot of people like not a lot of people know about Shazam and I think with the positive reviews that it got I think it probably boosted it and got a little higher um oh also those numbers that I gave were are domestic they they both did a lot higher and um worldwide Internet, yeah. but about double that um but for its Rotten Tomato score it's got a 90% for the um you know the actual uh reviewer review and it's got 88 percent for the audience score so it it's it's nice. got really solid reviews i mean it was 
a really good film. It was. I I okay. So I really like. I've always liked the character of Captain Marvel. Like I remember him being in the Justice League cartoon on, in a couple of episodes. Um, he's been in most of the animated stuff that DC's put out over the last couple years. I really like him in Young Justice. Like there's a really fun episode that centers around um, Billy and 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 Young Justice. That's really really fun. And he's just a funny character. But so I I was super excited to go into into Shazam because I I love Captain Marvel. Like he was more popular than Superman at one point, and I I think there's a reason for that because. One thing I like about Shazam, like when I was a kid, the reason I liked Dick Grayson Nightwing was when I was a kid, I liked Batman, but I liked Robin because Robin was a kid and I could be a kid. And so I related more to Robin. I think that's what made Shazam so popular back in the day was Shazam's literally a kid who can turn into a superhero. Like who doesn't want to be that? That's like fair. that's yeah. such a cool thing. And so like I think that's I think that's one thing that really speaks to to especially younger kids, but even even you know big kids like us, like I can remember being a kid and like that would have been the coolest superpower to just say a word and get struck by lightning and then be basically Superman. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about it. What were your initial thoughts on Shazam? So I went into the theater actually not. I wasn't excited. I do. Um, I love Zachary Levi. I think he's hilarious Same. and he's good and honestly he's the only reason i went um i like outside of um nolan's batman series let's be honest i care less about the dc universe than oh, i do my heart the mcu but i get it i get it though my heart i mean uh. but <laughs> no, I get it. that that being said shazam was the jam yeah, dude, I freaking loved it. It was, I also really like Zachary Levi. I've been excited since the day they announced it. I first really liked Zachary Levi back when he was Chuck Absolutely. on that TV show. And I'm happy to say that the way he portrays Shazam is basically how he was Chuck. Yeah. And that that makes me happy. And that's why I was excited because I was just like, oh my God, Chuck is going to be a superhero. And that makes me super happy. Um there's a lot. There's there's a lot in this movie that I remember that I liked. I don't really know where to start with this either. Um, I guess we'll start at the beginning with what happens at the beginning, which is where we get introduced to our villain, kind of. Um, so Doctor Savannah, which I knew zero about, but I mean, basically he gets superpowers and he gets like a crazy superpowered eye and gets, you know, powered up by the bad guys, which were the seven deadly sins, which was pretty cool. Though kind of generic looking, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, they were gargoyle statues, just kind of demon, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, so if I start with the negatives, because I don't have as many negatives, I think the seven deadly sins designs were kind of generic. Like, I could see some hints of creativity, like gluttony being this big thing with a giant mouth or whatever, but like... It, uh, you know, it. They were a little more generic than I would like to have seen. They, it, it kind of harbins back to one of DC's biggest problems with some of their bad guys and villains just kind of being gray, blobby monsters. Yeah, so. that's accurate because honestly, they didn't look much different than whatever bad guy we had in Justice League, except he was yeah. taller. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a sad but true comparison. Um, so Doctor Savannah, like. 
one I, I don't know i forget that actor's name i'll look it up in a second but like he's always a good villain like he's merlin and kingsman which i love but like specifically he's he he plays a pretty dang good villain and so i i thought i thought he was a good villain like he was kind of scary he was had his own motivation um and his name was mark strong yeah mark strong he's the villain um so what'd you what'd you think of the villain what'd you think of dr savannah i actually really liked him i thought he uh i thought he was probably mm, the best way i can sum this up because the villain in shazam really sums up a lot of the faults that i have with mcu as well is that he's a villain that is really relatable we see him as a kid get this uh opportunity that we would all love to have it gets taken away from him and so we see his motivation we see you know his family life we see the surroundings that he grew up in mm-hmm. and you almost i don't want to say pity him but you can kind of relate to him a little bit and you can understand you can, him you can see and understand his motives i think yeah like look at all the villains that everybody has like fell in love with um, I feel like they fall into two camps. They're either just crazy for crazy's sake, then you're just like, this is insane, like the Joker. And then you've got villains like Dr. Savannah or like Killmonger from um, Black Panther, everybody loved because like you get it. You kind of you kind of can see their point of view. Like you don't agree with what they do or how they go about it, but like you understand why he's is the way he is. And, you know, once he gets his powers and, chunks his brother out the window <laughs> which i was like holy crap i also had the moment where i was like this is not this is not kid appropriate i would not bring my kid to this movie because these seven deadly sins are terror that scene in the boardroom was yeah. kind of scary to be honest oh i mean like, I- yeah it set a tone <laughs> it set a tone it did uh so okay let's talk about billy and shazam so what did you think of billy batson and shazam zachary levi's characters so I, I mean, think, they're the same character, but well, but we have young Billy Batson, and then we have adult Billy Batson, aka Shazam. Shazam, yeah. Okay. Um, I thought I didn't. Uh, young Billy Batson was okay, but honestly, he was the mm-hmm. weakest character in this film for me. Okay. Elaborate. Well, I think, uh, honestly, he kind of suffers some of the same things that, some of the same um, disillusionment that I had with Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. He's, you know, this lost individual who's constantly looking for his mom. You know, obviously he's going through teenage angst. And I I think there were moments where he was believable. And then there were moments Mm -hmm. where it just wasn't quite as believable. Yeah. The, okay. So that that brings up a point that I, I that so I've heard some people say one of the big negative negatives of this movie, and I think I have a counter argument to it. But one of the negatives that I've heard most is the fact that Billy and Shazam, like at Zachary Levi, the him as Shazam because the wizard's name is Shazam, so that's confusing. I'm gonna refer to the wizard as just wizard. So yeah, I'm okay. With Billy it. and Shazam feel like two different characters. Billy feels like a more serious kid because of his situation. And then Shazam feels like an actual kid. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it didn't really bother me that they felt like two different characters to an extent because the wizard states that this form is the best you could be 
or yeah, it's something your, along those lines. It's your best potential, like it's yeah. your greatest potential. And so to me, that means like that there is success there, that there is um, confidence, that there's this ability to get over the things that he's going through as teenage version of himself. Mm. So that like didn't that. that didn't bother me too much. Although That's I think better. Darla's mm-hmm. uh, adult self was super freaking spot on. Yeah, the the adult Darla was was good. All the, the we'll get to that. I think all the adult versions did a pretty good job of reflecting their uh, their uh, younger versions. Because I thought I thought of adult Freddy. Yes, was exactly, exactly. Adult like superhero Freddy was superhero Freddy, and I thought that was great. Yeah, um, that's actually a better counter argument than <laughs> what I was gonna say. It didn't it didn't bother me either because Billy has gone through some crap. You know, he's he's definitely the what you imagine as like an orphan kid trying to find his parents and kind of just wanting to do it on his own and kind of I can take care of myself. Um, but see, to me, when he becomes it, he's still a kid. But when yeah. he's Billy, we don't get to see him as a kid. But when he becomes Shazam, he's he's got all these crazy powers that he just suddenly has. And no matter how serious or how down a kid is if he could turn into a superhero he would be revert instantly back to a kid absolutely and so, to, and so that's kind of how i viewed it as like that is when he turns into shazam it's 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 the billy that billy would be if he wasn't an orphan he would be a kid he would be like freddy or well, whatnot it's like uh, i was talking to an older gentleman the other day and we were talking he's a there's another jeep guy and we were talking about jeeps and i said i built my jeep <laughs> the way 10 year old me would build this jeep and i have to think i'd be just as responsible with superpowers as 10 year old me would be responsible with superpowers because when you have them you're just gonna revert back to the dumbest form of yourself and just enjoy it oh yeah i i 100 agree which is why like that that i get where people think that but i never it, it doesn't bother me at all. Like I see it. It, it, it seems normal to me. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Let's talk. Let's talk about Freddie for a second. So his best friend, Freddie, uh, what'd you think of Freddie? Did he ever get on your nerves? So I just found out today that Freddie is the same kid that played Eddie from it. And it's blown my mind a little bit. Oh gosh. Is he Jack Dylan Grazier? Oh my God. You're right. Look at that. That's, weird (laughs) no i love it because he went from like this overly cautious ball of just i don't (laughs) i don't don't even know how to characterize it and freddie's just a slightly older version of that in a foster home and it was perfect yeah no i thought i thought it was good i thought i liked his character like his character got on my nerves but it was like yeah i I would be I would be Freddy if I lived in a world with actual superheroes. I'd probably be exactly like him. Absolutely. Uh, I thought I thought, you know, I thought his humor was pretty good. Like when when it didn't land for me, I think it was supposed to not land. It was supposed to be like reflecting that he's a kid just kind of being a kid. Yeah. Um, he's still trying to figure I, out who he is and and how to read yes. the room. I um I really freaking like I really like the like the training montage stuff of them figuring it out the the stuff. That was fun. Agreed. Though I I feel like it may have gone on a beat too long. 
Um, yeah, that's if I'm, fair. If I'm being critical, I think it could have been a beat shorter. Um, and that's the only way I can really figure out how to describe it. Cause I don't think it was bad, but like, I do think if I'm being critical, like that whole middle section could have been like a little bit shorter. We could have got to like the meat of it a little bit quicker and probably I, sh- shortened the runtime down a little bit and I maybe was, had a little more. I would okay. say too, like, I think as a whole, I mean, the movie ran just, it didn't feel like it dragged on, but I don't no. think it would have hurt to come in 20 minutes shorter period no and that that's kind of i think i think it may have felt more like a coat like a little bit stronger as a whole if they had been able to to do that and I, I don't think that's really that big of a negative like i said that's me being critical um i really like the training stuff i like them trying to figure out his powers and just <laughs> trying stuff out and failing the the gas station scene was great the him walking in i'd like to buy some of your finest beer and the look that he gives her when he walks away was hilarious Although uh, uh, was... my favorite is the teleportation slash fireproof <laughs> moment when he catches the thing on fire, <laughs> he just douses that him in gasoline. That was good. Uh, yes, all that was good. Um, the power, the suit. I like the super suit. It's bright. It's vivid. It's it's a very contrasty from the rest of the DC stuff they've done, and it's very true to the comics. And I I really like how the super suit looks. On the um, BTS stuff that originally got dropped, I hated the super suit without context. I was like, hey, Zachary Levi's in a blow-up suit. <laughs> Good job, guys. But it worked for this. And I love how they actually reference the suit multiple times in the movie, and it becomes its own, well, it's its well, own maybe, thing. Maybe he didn't get to pick a suit. Maybe he didn't get to pick a super suit or something. <laughs> like, yeah, those, And the naming, the joking about the name was funny. Which yeah. Is like, I kept waiting for like a reference to, like, marvel's captain marvel and somebody told me that the whole captain sparkle fingers could have been a reference to captain marvel since she shoots lasers out of her hands and i was like well that's how i imagine that from now on that's that's much better than what i was thinking agreed i forever will be that reference yes uh him finding out he could fly like i like that i like when he first runs into dr savannah and just gets his butt handed to him that he reverts back to being a kid like full-on like dude i am a kid and like forget that i'm a superhero and i'm super strong i'm running because i don't want to face this dude because i'm getting beat the crap out of me like i thought that was that was really cool and clever like exact it was exactly what needed to happen if he had just actually gone into fighting and they had like a legit fight i don't think i would have believed it you mean if he pulled a a brie larson captain marvel moment yeah and suddenly knew how to do his powers and everything no oh, I, you're yeah. right i love that he pleaded he's like i'm a 14 year old boy like like you act just, like a child that's because <laughs> i am one yeah i i thought it was good mm-hmm. so um good. let's see what else okay so what did you think of the rest of the foster kids like they didn't get a ton of screen time but i think for the amount of time they had i feel like their characters were pretty or fleshed out enough like yeah if they put more time on all of them i think it would have you know felt like too much i feel like i understood all of them perfectly well especially darla darla was cute yeah we got a really good understanding of who all was in that house and who the characters were without getting too in depth into each one um Mm -hmm. and we got just enough to see them as young individuals to also get their counterparts as their superhero forms um and got to see how they correlate and 
I, I thought they did a good job family building, especially with the foster parents too. The opening sequence oh, of getting yeah. in the car with them and their banter back and forth really set the pace for the family. Yeah, and it felt it felt very real. Like the writing was well because like like sometimes when you they stuff like that happens, I'm like, you get you guys are trying too hard to make it feel like a real family. But like I was like, no, that's that that's the kind of banner that like me and Shelby would have. Like that, yeah, I believe that they actually and I thought had that was good really chemistry. Cool. They did. And also the dad is like <laughs> my friend Sean in 30 years or not even 30 years and like 15 years. <laughs> it's true. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Like he looks just like Sean. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's talk about the kids getting superpowers. Did you see that coming? What were your thoughts on them all getting powers? Uh, I didn't see it coming. I'd hoped it would. Um, but I mean, I, I didn't see it coming until just a couple moments before and I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a great way too, because everybody wants to be included. I mean, the whole time Freddie just wants to be a daggum superhero. And then in this moment, yeah. And like, not only does he get to be superhero, but all of them do. And I thought, honestly, that was just a great bonding moment for everybody in the film. Mm-hmm. I agree. See, I, I knew that's a thing in the comics. Um, and I knew that this, I really want to go back and read the new 52 Shazam run, which is one of the better stories from new 52. Um, because they very much took a lot of inspiration from it. And I knew that was something they did in new 52. So I wasn't sure they were going to do it. I thought maybe that could have been a post credit scene or something, but when it happened, I was so excited. I was like, "This is awesome! This is a this is this makes me so happy!" And they they all got kind of part. I don't know if in the comics they all have the powers, um, but it made it seem like in the movies they all got part of his powers, because um, like Darlo could just move really fast. One of them was super strong, one shot lightning, and then Freddy could just fly. But then at the very end, they all flew up. So, like, I don't know if they all have the powers or if they just have parts of the powers. Well, I kind of assumed that that they got the other siblings' powers from Shazam, like, old wizard man Shazam's siblings. Ah, yeah, I can see that. That And in the moment that they were there, like, they didn't have time to really, you know, they didn't get their own montage sequence. So, like, something, some form of, like, adrenaline and flight response or fight response drove them to finding out which like these specific powers first finding a power and sticking with it i mean i that's i think that's probably what it is because like i said at at the end they all fly up together like to 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 face savannah like yeah so it's just like a quick little moment but like i think that's i think you're right i think they all have the powers but i think instinct went oh i can move super fast i'm just gonna go with that oh i can fly i'm just gonna roll with this one then yeah um I thought that was good. I thought that was a fun way to help them combat the seven deadly sins. I really like the fight between him and Savannah in the city when they're really far away. Yeah. And Savannah just goes on the rant. <laughs> he's and giving he's like, the monologue. I, I, I don't have, I don't have superhero. I, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> that was, that was funny. That I was, enjoyed that. That was great. I also like, I really like that he can So to, to keep his powers, he had to keep one of the sins inside him and which which was the sin that he did kept inside was it it, was, it wasn't um, greed it was um oh man we me and shelby had a whole deep conversation about no yeah. uh that's envy it was envy envy that's what he kept envy inside of him and 
we talked about how the fact that that was perfect because he that was his thing he was envious that was the sin that he had the most because he was envious of not getting the powers he was envious of his father and brother and all that and so like that was so appropriate that that was the sin that he kept inside of him and the way that shazam coaxed him out because it just happened to be envy i thought was really funny agreed and also i like the i like the joke about like lust figured she'd be hotter weird (laughs) i was like same that's exactly what i thought yeah you um and this goes back to them kind of being disappointing bad guys that they really didn't match my expectations of what the seven deadly Mm -hmm. sins would look like yeah Mm -hmm. you're right gluttony had the giant mouth from head to toe that rippled through his belly one of them looked like Machamp had four arms (laughs) he did he really i think i think that one was greed because greed he let greed kill his dad because his dad was greedy yeah that was that was appropriate Um, i wish he was holding money bags though like if he just that- killed people with these giant money bags, <laughs> he just smashed them with gold, like money bags. I am greed smash. Or we can go game of Thrones esque and do the, uh, the golden shower that I know that's not what that's called, but, uh, oh, the go- <laughs> no, it wasn't a golden shower. It was the pouring the gold on, yeah, we're, we're, uh, on uh, Viserys's head. The, the one, season one Game of Thrones reference that I can make. <laughs> it's, a, it's a solid reference. Good. I'm proud of you, Tommy. That was a good one. That was a good one. I'm still calling um, it golden shower. I know it's inappropriate and not the correct one, but in this in this case, yeah, okay. that's what it is. It's okay. Golden crown. Golden crown. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Golden crown. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Oh, uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I think I think the the sins. I mean, they were scary. Like when they captured all the kids before they got superpowers. I was genuinely afraid something was going to happen to them. So like, they weren't bad. I just feel like their design could have been better. Yeah. The sh- the the lightning bolt to turn him into Shazam was cool. The effect was cool. I wanted there to be like more lightning. Like I wanted when he like. I wanted to like I pictured like when Thor has the lightning going like around him when he turns. I was I was wanting to see like that. I but, personally yeah. I really like the transition, but the simpleness of just lightning with a bunch of smoke. I yeah. I love the the sequence when he figures out how to change back <laughs> in, the, in the house and lightning just strikes through the house yes. and like kills everything while the dude's changing a light bulb. <laughs> Uh, and Darla keeping the secret until they figured it out. You figured it out on your own. I didn't tell you at all. I'm still a good sister. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of good movie. It was. A, it was a really good movie. I, if you haven't seen it, I I highly recommend it. I think it was. It was a really. It, like I said, it reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy when it's one of these stories that's not super well known, but like done, told really well, really fun time, fun tone, fun. You know, good action. You know, the fights were were good. Nothing, nothing spectacular. But Savannah really liked grabbing uh, Shazam by the throat a lot. That that I noticed. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, but it wasn't as bad as in Aquaman. There being the mid sentence interruption with an explosion that happened four times. I actually still have not seen Aquaman. I think yeah, you need to watch way. it just to notice I that. Know. I don't know. I'm gonna ruin it because like I've t- talked about that being like the big thing that's I loved. I really liked Aquaman, but that that still sticks out to me whenever I think of the movie because <laughs> it literally happens like four times. I thought um, 
The one thing I will say though, I wish for I wish Freddy was a little smarter because there were these moments where he's really big into like recognizing superheroes and the customs, but he doesn't know to keep his daggum mouth shut. And I felt yeah, like he was just asking a, for trouble. I know, but Yeah, but he's a kid. Like it's it's true. You're right. He should know better. But like at the same time, he's a kid. Yeah. And that actually f- reminds me of another one of my favorite moments. The very last scene in that movie made me so freaking happy because he talks about Batman and Superman existing yeah. in this world and whatnot. And they make the joke early on when Freddy tries to get Shazam to come. He tries. They try to get Billy to come to lunch. Like I know Shazam. He's going to come to lunch. And he doesn't. And then one of the guys is like, "What Superman gonna come also?" And at the very end, all his siblings come and sit down with him. And Billy shows up as Shazam. And is like, "Oh, what's up? I know. Yeah, my friend Freddie, who I've known for a little while. And I don't. These these kids seem really cool too." And he sits down. And he's like, "I got one more friend coming. I hope you don't mind." And the Superman theme starts playing. And all you see is the Superman S and somebody walking up in the Superman suit and you don't get to see the head, but Freddy's reaction was amazing and made me go, well, it may have not been Henry Cavill in that suit. I hope it was, but even if it wasn't, that definitely was the real Superman in the universe because of his reaction. And I freaking, that was the, I love how they ended that movie with that. Just that drop like, and him going, and then just credits. I loved it. It made me laugh so hard because some of my fate, like some of the best Shazam stories I've read and, and watched that have been like made in the movies as Superman and Shazam interacting. And like, I would love to see, cause there's like stories where Superman kind of helps Shazam figure out his stuff because you know, he looks up to Superman and all that. And I was, a lot of people were hoping that Henry Cavill Superman would be in this movie. So I thought that was a really fun cameo and I'm glad they did it. I enjoyed it. Um, I'd like to talk though about the flip side here and can we talk about one of these moments of like heartstrings being tugged at where Billy Batson actually finds his mom, his mom, dude. And how like, Oh, the flashback where it was, it was a completely different perspective for her because he remembers everything being wonderful because he was a kid. And the fact that she just like, abandoned him not be- just because she thought he would be better off and all he wanted was a mom like oh. i know it's like it was probably like the second that they you know they said that they found his mom like i probably knew exactly what was going to happen but it still hurt my heart so much oh the yeah fact that she actually did it on purpose i was just like you suck and he being billy being like been taking care of himself in that moment having to like bite his lip and be like well i already know how to take my care of myself and then instantly flip-flop of his actual family being in danger and him running up to the roof one of the coolest transformations by the way him just jumping off the off the roof and midair turning into shazam like ah but oh man you're right my heart it hurts even thinking about it right now (laughs) yeah it was just they it was i don't know i to me, that's another thing that this movie has done well that a lot of other superhero movies have not seemed to encompass is just like finding these realistic moments and like kicking you while you're down and just making you And worst you of cry. all, worst of all, like one, it was a good moment. They did a really good job. But the compass, man. 
yeah. the little compass that he held on to because his mom told him that it'll help him find his way. And she was like, what, what, what is this? And him just like, my heart broke when she just was like, I don't even know what this is. And then when he gives it to her, it's just like, you need this more than I do now. I was just like, it's right, Billy, man. You, you're good. You're, you got it. Go back to your real family. You don't need her. <laughs> man. That, oh. Oh. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> okay. What else? Is there anything else that we want to add? I feel like we covered that pretty well. I think so. I think we've done equal coverage of both Captain Marvels. I think Marvels we did equal and... cover of Butch. Okay, so it's time to give our rating of Shazam. I think what do you we, give it, Tommy? I, a dope I, or a nope? I'm, I'm going to give it a double dope. I really enjoyed double it. Double dope? Double dope. Oh, man. I don't, I'm going to stick to my actual ratings and just give it a dope. But <laughs> if we had a third and double dope, I would give it a double dope because I love the character. I love me some DC stuff. It makes me happy. The last couple of DC movies have been really good. Um, a lot of people say they're catching their stride, and that makes me happy because I love these characters. And it makes me excited. My hope is maybe when they do a sequel, maybe then I'll get my uh, Superman Shazam team up. Because I feel like that's the direction DC should be going. Like, if 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 you know, I like Justice League, but you know, there's a lot of wrong with it. I think, I think Marvel showed, especially with like Thor Ragnarok and some of these others, that you can do like team up movies with just a couple superheroes and really give both both of them justice. I think if they did a Superman and Shazam versus like Black Adam or something, like they've oh, done dude. in something animated or comics, like that could be a home run for them, and. I really like Henry Cavill's Superman. I really hope he comes back to do it. I know a lot of people think he's hung up the cape, but every but he still says no. They're just we're not doing any Superman movies right now. But I'm I'm still Superman. So I hope I would love to see Shazam two be because uh, they are making a Black Adam movie and uh, The Rock is playing Black Adam. That's been a thing since before Batman vs Superman came out, and apparently that's still happening now that Shazam's out. But that'll be a movie on its own. But man, Shazam two! If it was Superman and Shazam teaming up against Black Adam, whew, yeah. I'd love to see that in live action. Oh, all right. So that's uh, that's our reviews and thoughts on Captain Marvel and Shazam. Um, you should, guys should go see both. But if you have to pick, uh, go go see Shazam because it's better. <laughs> um, well, now let's certainly. close off with our favorite segment: What you binge watching? This is what we. Uh, what we've been spending our free time on has it been video games has it been uh movies watching some television reading some comics what 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 what's it been so uh tommy what what you been doing with your free time uh haven't had much of it as always but uh twilight zone dude right you've been watching the new twilight zone yes um love it uh the first episode um I didn't really like the first half. Like, I was actually, I was kind of live texting Rebecca and another friend of mine as I was watching the episode, and uh, it had um, Kumail Nanjani as the lead actor, and, it, like, at first, and I, I got really hyped up when I saw him, and then as it started to build, I was like, oh, this is disappointing, and by the end of it, I was like, this is amazing. They really did keep true to the original tone that uh, Rob Sterling had set out for and that the original series had. And honestly, um, I'm only four or five episodes in, but everything has really kept that tone from the same Twilight Zone that I grew up in. And they've kept a lot of the same narration style and 
um honestly it's just been really well done although i will say <laughs> it is interesting to see the generation shift here because uh i think the f-bomb has dropped in every episode and Ooh. especially there was several times during the first episode which i don't have a problem with but it's just interesting to me because like the old twilight zone was like scary and twisted and in, in sometimes but you know it was still in an era where where television was rather yeah clean yeah like i mean you can't even have i I think it was at the time when you couldn't even have a man and a woman in the same bed at the same time and then fast forward to 2019 and it's just like um it's got a lot of the same tone but definitely is is a modern series and it's not one that i guess i bring up the f-bomb because it's not one that you can really watch with young individuals and i'm watching via the app which is uncensored i don't know if they're censoring it for live television or not but uh, or broadcast television i should say but um just something gotcha. to make note of no that's good i'm glad you clarify that I, okay so tommy i've i've never really watched twilight zone i know what it's about but do you, do you think this is a better good starting point or would you suggest watching some of the old and then coming seeing the new um honestly i don't think it really matters i grew up watching the old twilight zone i used to love watching it um you know, it would come on late at night or the weekends and stuff. And, you know, it, yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't think it matters. I, I really don't. I think they both, if you can watch the old ones and realize the time and the place that it all took part in, and, uh, you know, you can get over the fact that it's black and white, I think it's a great <laughs> series. But I don't think you have to watch one over the other. I don't think one, you know, the, the original was obviously the original so there's something special about that because it was unique for its time it's it was the first it was you know it was the twilight zone and this is just a um you know this is jordan peele's and and some other individuals take on that and i think they've done it justice they've done it well um Mm -hmm. but i don't think you i don't think you have to start anywhere just wherever you want okay good to know is there anything else you've been binging or is that mostly it? That just Jeep stuff. Clay bought a Jeep, Jeep. so I'm teaching him the ways hey, of Jeep. The ways of the Jeep. Um, I have been spending my little bit of free time uh, watching the Umbrella Academy, and I'm not going to go too much into it so because good. we we're going to do an episode. we are going to do an episode on that. Um, I'm about halfway through, so my goal is to try to get it done this week so we can do an episode. Um, so I'll just say I'm really enjoying it and I'm halfway through and it's really, I mean, it, it picks up pretty quick after the second episode, but like, I'm really, I'm now getting into like, I'm starting to get some of the answers and I'm just like, wow, this is fascinating. So, um, we'll talk a little bit about it after the podcast on me, but we'll, we'll do an episode yeah. on it. So I won't go into that. Um, I've also watched the first couple episodes of the final season of game of Thrones, um, first two episodes have been a lot of reunions and a lot of setup and a lot of really, really interesting conversations and dynamics, um, which I, I enjoy as being a, somebody who started with season one when it first came out. Um, and now I got to see it kind of explode over time. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see how it ends. And I also got a brand new TV. So it was one of the first things I got to watch on my brand new TV and oh my God, it looked so good. <laughs> I loved it. I'm so excited for my new TV. It's a big upgrade. I went from an old 1080p uh, 32 inch that I've had 
you know, since college to a 55 inch 4K HDR TV. Ooh, it's a that's, that's a big jump. Makes me happy. It is a big jump. It is. Ooh, I yeah. got a good deal on it too. I know. I told you and your roommate that Black Hawk Down is my is always my go to when setting up a new TV and sound system. But uh, I think Spider Verse is going to be my new go to. Ooh, yeah. All right. Well. I know what I'm popping in this week. I christened my TV with, I think I told you about this. I went to your Plex actually, because I don't have it on (laughs) Blu-ray or DVD. And I watched the first five minutes of Star Wars, A New Hope. And I mostly just wanted to see and hear that opening crawl. Oh, yeah. That movie's That's really fair. old. It <laughs> is. It, it's it old. Is. I was like, this is old, but gosh, it makes me happy. And then I, I pulled up one of the real big battles from uh, Game of Thrones to, to watch it, and it was really good. So I really enjoyed that. Umbrella Academy looks good on it, too. I bet. And, uh, yeah, that's... That's uh, that's mostly what I've been doing and playing a little. We're gonna play a little bit more Apex after this. The... Yeah, which I'm excited. Uh, oh, actually, I need to check and see if I've. I don't think I have the new download yet. I should have been doing that during the podcast. Yeah, <sighs> um, it's solid. Fail. Still really, really fun. Still really enjoying it. They, the new season came out probably since the last time we recorded this, where they just dropped a new character, and I want him so bad because it fits my play style because he's all about mobility but i can't i don't want to spend money on him so i'm waiting to get enough credits to unlock him but i know the second i do that they're going to roll out with season two and there's going to be even cooler character so yeah that's that's gonna be a thing but i don't care i'm gonna keep playing that junk is good i wish i played it more than i do that's right well, we're gonna play some right now. Yeah, we are. And uh, so boop to scoop, scoop, that's that's uh that's it for our show. Tommy, you gonna do do the music, Tommy, Tommy. And we thanks for thanks for joining us for this episode of Valkycast. Follow us on all the socials. And next episode, hopefully, we're gonna do the Umbrella Academy. And we'll see you next time. We are the Valkyrie Cast, and this is how we end our podcasts. <laughs> Rebecca what, has no idea what's what, going on. What if that's legitimately we stop doing the music? And we, just, you, we take turns doing. Oh, I love it. Uh, it felt appropriate. It felt so. It's, it was so. It was right. I love it.